I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I am Blake Harrison and I'm not going to introduce my co-host because I've got a bone to pick with him. Today was supposed to be Christmas Jumper Day. What are you wearing, Stu? Oh, I've gone a bit humbug, haven't I? Yeah, mate, you've gone full Scrooge. Sorry, mate. You're just, in, you're just in literally a plain black jumper. Yeah, I know. I am literally casting a shadow over Christmas. Unless you're like the ghost of Christmas past, (laughs) then I don't know what you thought you did. It was supposed to be Christmas jumper day. Yeah, and do you know what? Do you know what I've even done to get even darker? So I've got some Secret Santa stuff, right? i got stuff to put in my beard to make it look darker. Have you put it in? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. Look at you. So I'm hoping of all my my 50 years of elderly uh, looks... My beard is less grey than yours. Probably is, to be yeah. fair. Mine's all condensed around here. Well. Yeah. It's very white. Yeah. But mine's like, I, I think it's white. <laughs> but I think it's a snowy white. Yeah, it looks. It suits a jumper, mate. Yeah, thanks Whereas very mine much. suits my, my general look of darkness. Yeah, gloomy, bleak, holiday vibes down, you know, the Queen Vic or whatever it is you're going for these days. Man. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yay! Oh, well, that's a weird start to the show. Right. We're here to talk about UFC 296. Oh, yes, we are. Um, firstly, how did you watch the card? I set my little alarm that oh, didn't yeah. go off. Oh, um, Jesus. So it was a pay-per-view. So correct me if I'm wrong. With the old pay-per-view shenanigans, uh, you can't just go and wake up at 7 a.m. and go, right, I'm going to watch it now. They put it on at certain times, don't they? Well, I recorded it. So I, I did. I I had some work to do Sunday. Otherwise, I, I was really looking forward to this card, so I would have stayed up late to watch it. Right. But because I had some work to do the next day and I couldn't be tired, I bought it on my TNT or whatever, yeah. and then uh, set an alarm for six. And I woke up at six in the morning, went downstairs, but I'd, I'd recorded the box office channel, so then I watched it from there. Can you do that? Yeah, you can, mate. So what what was your problem and what did you what did you end up doing? <laughs> well, that ruined Sunday for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Uh, no wonder you're all bleary eyed oh, and humbuggy and scroogey. Oh mate, um, I set me alarm and it didn't go off. Um, I set it for two, so I thought I'll try and catch like um, the Garbrandt and uh, and then watch the main card because yep. I know that on TNT I've recorded the prelims and, and yep. I can watch Fight Pass on TNT. Uh, on a fight pass, sorry. The, uh, and, yeah, the alarm, when it was going off, and I, I didn't even hear it, because um, it, it was set to silent. Oh, so it was just kind of like... So, yeah, I woke up and I went downstairs at about half two, and, uh, and yeah, didn't get back to bed till about quarter to seven. So uh, I was a tired little bunny yesterday, mate. But oh, yeah. was it worth it? I think it was. Um, well, I was going to say to you, that leading up to this... Card. I know obviously we had the Ian Gary situation where he, he yeah. wasn't on the card anymore against Luke, which was it was a loss to the card because it was a big I, fight. And I think it was a big loss. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because of all of the furore around Ian Gary leading yes. up to this. Yeah. I'd like to have seen that press conference, which I think we should also talk about before we yeah. talk about the card. I'd like to have seen what Ian Gary would have brought to that because yeah. 
you know, he's been in the firing line, and we've, we've spoke really about has. that on here yeah. on quite a lot. And it, it, for me, I think it feels a bit unfair. I agree. Um, but I'd like to have seen how the fans would have responded to Ian Gary, uh, and I, I don't think I would. I mean, it didn't stop Colby talking about him anyway. No. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think on the whole, there were some great fights, and there were some that. I didn't feel quite delivered on what I'd hoped. Yeah, well, that was my... I think leading up to this, even without the Ian Gary Luque fight, it was still a cracking card, like one yeah. of the best cards yeah. of the year. Did it live up to it? Mm. And I think it was living up to it until I think we got to the co-main and main events, which obviously we'll get into. But yeah. I think had I stayed up all that time from like, you know, 1am, whatever, pulled in all night and was awake for 24 hours or whatever. And my last two fights were Pantoja Royval and, uh, which I thought could have been fight of the night. I was very looking mm. forward to it. And then obviously Leon and Colby, uh, I may have been a bit, uh, yeah, that, that's what I've stayed up for. It's a bit like the worst I remember that happening is when I stayed up with my brother, uh, and we watched Usman Masvidal one. Mm. And that was the foot stomp fight. And I remember it being like 5am. I was so tired. And I was like, do something. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep me awake. These foot yeah. stomps are not doing it for me. Um, so, yeah, so I was glad I didn't stay up late for the, the end of that card. But shall we get into Leon and Colby? Because as much as it wasn't the most entertaining fight, there was a lot, as we've just pulled up here, if you're watching it on YouTube, the press conference, there was a lot going into the fight. And the outcome was something I was very happy with uh, because the alternative would have been soul-destroying had Colby won, I think. But, uh, what do you, how do you want to start? Do, what do you want to talk about? What a absolute fucking bellend Colby Covington is. Um, the, the, I mean, I've been calling this geezer a melt for as long as I can remember. Oh, the melt curse is gone. Yeah. You called oh. Sean O'Malley a melt, Sean Strickland a melt, and we were really worried on our little MMA group chat with Pip and, and Brian Lacey. We were really worried that the melt curse was going to give Colby a belt. And thank God yeah. the melt curse is is no more. I mean, I just fuck that guy. Like, um, gross, wasn't it? it? It was really gross. And, and I mean, he, he rocks up like um, as, as George Washington, you know, with his... Maga that I on. like. I'm not, I'm not the Maga cat. I'm not a big fan of the yeah. Maga cat. But I think him doing the kind of Revolutionary War thing, yeah. Britain against America, you know, I think that was fun. Mm. I'm, I'm here all day for stuff like that. I think that's a fun little thing to do. Then no he opens problem. his mouth. And then he opens his mouth, yeah. And, and again, a, a comment about Ian Gary's wife, Layla, as, as, as well, was, was in there, which was has been sort of overshadowed by what he said about Leon's dad. But again, another gross thing to say. So... I'm sure everybody listening knows the fact that he referenced he's going to take Leon to hell when he can say hi to his dad when he's there or something along them lines, wasn't it? Yeah, and it all came from him fucking up his own line. He was like, I'm going to take you to seventh layer of hair. What? Seventh layer of hair? And and it's the fact that he's clearly like rehearsed this. Yes. Makes it really tragic. And... You know, there's the, the, the bit in the face of where it's rumoured that he said, I was in character. I don't agree with that. Well, I, I think there's been confusion about that. Whoever yeah. put up that original post on Twitter was like, captioned it as, I was in character, I was in character. But then other people have come out and said, that's not what he said. Yeah. He said, you thought I was a character because Leon has referenced him as like he's playing a character yeah. or something like that. So, it, yeah, I, I, so I, I don't think he did say I was in character. If he did, that's worse. I mean, as I said, I've likened him to Katie Hopkins at times because I feel like I feel like with someone like Sean Strickland, I think he believes a, what, a lot of what he says. I don't agree with the vast majority that Sean Strickland says. Well, Sean Strickland just but, hasn't got a brain. That, that's that's his problem. Well, I, I, th- I think Sean Strickland has probably been through an awful lot in his life and, you know, we've only sort of scratched the surface of it and there, there might have been a lot of abuse from his dad and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So Sean Strickland's got a lot going on and that doesn't excuse him for saying some of the stuff that he says, but I can sort of sympathise to a point with, like, someone that's been quite damaged and is coming out with that kind of stuff. But when Colby, I think, doesn't even fully believe what he says and he's basically doing what I refer to as a Katie Hopkins of, like, monetizing hatred and monetizing... Like, 
saying to Kamar Usman some of the race, racially problematic things he, he said to him way back when, and then there's the homophobic stuff as well and all that. I'm like, you're doing this to make money. Yeah. And in a sense, that sort of makes it worse for me because I feel like you know what you're doing is wrong. So where do you stand on this? Because let's also say that uh, he, he, he referred to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson as being a paedophile. Um, Did he do that? Yeah. Yeah, so he said... I, I, so I was in Disneyland right. <laughs> when the press conference was happening. We had a lovely little Disneyland trip, uh, my, my family, and I missed a lot of all yeah. this stuff. I caught up with it on socials yeah. and stuff. Oh, you know what? If you had to go to Disneyland with an MMA fighter, how much fun would it be going with Wonder Boy? Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> he'd want to get pictures of all the characters. Yeah, 100%. He'd be there with Donald and Mickey. Yeah, he'd love he'd it. Be he'd be loving it. So he, uh, Colby then, was sitting next to Wonder Boy, and, and I'm... And I, I, I'll try and remember this as best as I can. He said something about uh, this is a guy that drives around in a van with no windows picking up kids uh, and taking them to his dojo. Um, you know, I'm not... Uh, and he said something about, like, he should be on a, a different list, not not about welterweights or something like that. And then says, yeah. Uh, and then he and literally called him a pedo. Like, literally said the words pedo to him. Wonder Boy just went, oh, come on, you, you know, you can't, you know, if you keep saying that, I'm going to set these kids on you that are in my dojo. I was just taking it as Wonder Boy would, just he's class. Yeah, like, class act. And now you just think, oh, you scumbag, you absolute scumbag. Yeah. Look, I don't subscribe to, hey, it's the fight game. So what? So what? That yeah. doesn't mean you can say these things and there not be repercussions. Like, you... you <laughs> I think that, as a business, the UFC should hold people like that accountable for their actions and, and what they say. They, there should be repercussions on it. They, they, they should be pulled, pulled in and gone, look, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you're a role model to, to aspiring kids and fighters and things like that. You're at the pinnacle of your professional game, and this is how you're talking. Like, it's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, making that comment to... Um, to uh, to to Leon and then he dug out in Gary's wife. Didn't he literally say how many people he has fucked in Gary's wife? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. The guy's not even there to defend himself. And like I'd be interested. But also it's not even about it. That's the other thing, is like I think I think what he's saying about Wonder Boy is is disgusting. And I mean yeah, I I just beggar's belief really. But at least it's about Wonder Boy. Then he's going after Leon's dead father yeah and he's going after and a lot of people are doing it at the moment going after ian gary's wife she's a manager in the game but she's not the fighter you're fighting stick to the fight don't bring in family even dana who you know has done some things that i really don't agree with and and i think are pretty terrible even he came out of press conferences like that's sort of my line i don't think you should be bringing family into it but i'm not going to hold these fighters to account for what they say no but then in the next breath that'd be promo well, he, he went on to say that, didn't he? He said, but when Leon said that, our pay-per-view numbers went up 25%. When go. Colby said that about Leon, our pay-per-view numbers went, went up 25%. So they they must like it, because even though they're saying we don't like it, we don't like it. It's like, well, you, you're, but you're then telling other fighters, if you want the pay-per-view numbers to go up, this yeah. is what to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it what? was gross. It was, it was grim. Uh, what? I mean... Before we move on to the fights, let's also talk about um, the exchanges between Tony and Paddy. Because I, mean, I don't suppose you've seen much of this, Again, have you? Again, I was on roller coasters like, and hugging Mickey Mouse. And, like, uh, <laughs> and so it was, it was, again, that was like Paddy was being very refined and, and, and just kind of holding back and, and just doing his, his thing. Um, and then the minute the mic went to Tony, he just went for him. And, uh, and it was like, oh, okay. And then I think Paddy wore a bit of it and then just in just genius scarce style just called him a fucking sausage. But that is what I, I really love that about Paddy's insults. They're all food based. He can't get food <laughs> off his mind, can he? Like when he is weight cutting, he is like calling people mushrooms and sausages. Yeah. It's like those old like Tom and Jerry cartoons He's where they're stuck on a desert a island up, and everyone he sees is turning into an item of food. Yeah. It's like a mushroom or a sausage, <laughs> a chorizo, whatever it might be. All of Paddy's insults are food yeah. based. I'm yeah. a big fan of that. Uh, and yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I thought it was quite interesting because I think, you know, we're looking at Colby trying to get in a Leon's head and clearly he did. He threw the bottle at him and, yeah. and, and you know, you then start thinking, 
is this going to affect his performance? You know, is he going to be... I was massively worried about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the same with Paddy. I think... And, and well, I'll tell you what, let's hold until we get on to that fight because I, I, I think there was things that affected Paddy and, and we'll talk about that. But should we, um, should we actually talk about um, the, uh, the, the the actual fight between uh, Leon, Leon and Colby. Colby, yeah? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that was a big part of it was what Colby... It seemed like Leon was totally in control of everything that was going on in the lead-up to this fight until... Colby made that horrible comment about his dad. And from yep. that point on, I was thinking, oh, is Leon going to go into this to try and really hurt Colby and get off the game plan and all that stuff? Now, credit to Leon, because as much as this was not the most interesting fight in the world, he showed, I think, an awful lot of intelligence and emotional control to be able to fight yep. in the manner that he did and not get overly emotional and just fight a fight that he knew he was going to win. Now, where I think maybe Leon did let his emotions get the better of him were when he started to engage in the grappling and wrestling exchanges because I think that was him going, I'm going to beat you at your own I'm game now. Dominate That's you. Not, I'm not going to just knock you out and get, get, like go wild because that leaves me open to something bad happening. And the last thing I want is to lose to you after you've said the comments that you've made. But what I will do is I'll show you I can take you down and I can like dominate you in some grappling exchanges. And don't get me wrong, Leon did well at times. But the best moments of the fight for Colby Covington were when Leon made those choices to engage in the grappling and then made a mistake. Yeah. He was too high. Colby reversed it, whatever it was. Round five in particular, he ended up on his back for the last like two and a half minutes of the round or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, so those moments I was like, ah, that was not the best yeah. choice for you. But maybe he felt, I'm dominating this so easily. Well, I can do this. I don't know. I think there's an element that, you know, he's he's obviously trained, he's wrestling for, for the last, you know, two Usman yeah. fights and, and for, you know, this camp as well. So maybe he's just that confident and wants to yep. show just how well-rounded he is. I know we all know that he's a sharpshooter sniper, but, you know, I think he's like, there's way more levels to this, you know, this yep. is what I've, I can showcase. And I think he did. And like I say, you know, when he first got to Danny got up and then he took Colby down, I think mm. that was a, just a fuck you. Like, yeah, I agree. And, and that was like, you know, I can beat you here as well. And, and I think maybe that then led to a couple of other instances where maybe yep. Colby's better wrestling kind of shone through. Um, and I think maybe later on in the fight, that also leveled with maybe Leon gassing a little bit. Maybe. We said that in the pre-show, didn't we, that we were yeah. worried about Leon potentially getting tired and that's when Colby would do well. And I think Leon won the first three rounds incredibly comfortably. And then I think round five was definitely Colby's. Uh, and round four, I thought, was close. I, I, I think you could have given that to Colby. I, I gave that to Colby. Yeah. So um, I, I think it was actually closer than the judges' scorecard suggested. But I think Leon deserved to win that fight. So let, let, let's, let's wind it back to, to, to rounds one to three. So the yeah. first round, right? Let, let, let's look at this because... We're used to seeing lots of movement and speed from Colby Covington, and, and he looked like a shadow of himself. I was like, yeah. what the fuck's going on here? Like, Leon was completely controlling the octagon, uh, and, and, and Colby just looked like he didn't know what to do. And I, I think Leon's speed was, was shocking him a bit. I think he was like, whoa, this, this guy's fast. And I think ring rust was clearly apparent there. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's, he's gone from, you know, what, three years out? No, just under two. Right, Just okay. under two years out. Okay, and, and he's gone back in at the highest level. Yep. And it showed. Yeah. And, and I think the only time he looked like he could be slightly problematic, it was too late in the fight. Mm-hmm. And I think, as we've seen, you know, and with Leon, he can tire in the latter yeah. rounds, like most fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have got people with cardio like Colby that, that have got a great gas tank. Um, but Leon done what he had to do to get through it and, and, and retain the belt. But I thought Colby looked old and I thought he looked slow and I thought he looked rusty. Dana sort of said that as well. Yeah. He said that he felt Colby looked yeah. old and a bit yeah. slower. And, you know, it's... Yeah. I think that's a lot for Dana to say that when Dana sort of has been quite an advocate for Colby, really, in giving him the opportunities that he's had. Yeah. Uh, I also loved the fact that he was like, uh, the, the president's going to put the strap around me. Oh, and, like, and the fact that Dana was like, as if, 
as if Secret Service yeah. let Donald Trump <laughs> in the middle of an octagon. <laughs> like, uh, and, and it just shows our disillusion and, and just what a fucking idiot. He was desperate in the cage, Colby. At the end of the fight, he'd been easily beaten. He keeps going, oh, I won rounds three, four, and five. I think you maybe run round four, definitely one round five. I don't think you won round three. But um, the... The thing that was so desperate is he then came out with a greatest hits album of like Trump this, Trump that, Ring Rust this, and you know I'm veteran the best soldiers, at, veterans does. and soldiers and all that stuff. And it's like, mate, we can see through you. You're saying all this stuff not because you believe it, but because you know it plays to your audience. And what was great was the crowd that were cheering him as he walked into the octagon was still booing him, even when he said all those things that usually resonate really powerfully with that crowd. And I think that we've possibly seen a real... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Turn here where I hope so. Colby is sort of done. I hope so. And not just athletically, but I think with the fan base. I think when you say some of the awful stuff that he said... And then put in a performance like that where you looked a shadow of yourself, as you said. I think that's it. You, I don't think the fans will will resonate to, or, or gravitate towards you as much as they used to. He, I mean, so post-fight, um, they said, okay, what are your thoughts on fighting Shavkat? And you could tell he was like, was yeah, reversing yeah, out of that yeah, one no as quick as he could. Um, and that it's was the my, fight that should be made, by right. the way. Uh, but my point was on that um, press conference, there was a lot of welterweights up there. Yeah. And they're all going at it. And you could just see Shavkat, who probably couldn't understand a lot of what was yeah. being said, probably just thinking, I smash you all. Yeah. He, I bet he was just sitting there thinking, I, mean, I don't need to do any of this. I'm just going to bide my time and just keep on winning. I think he needs one more. We'll get on to yeah. Shavkat. Anyway, but, um, so... But let's stick, let's stick with... Um, so he, he backed out of, of getting involved in a conversation about Shavkat. Mm-hmm. He ain't that stupid. He knows that's a no. bad fight for him. Yeah. And so he went, yeah, me and Wonder Boy is where the money's at. And I'm like, dude, really? Like, yeah. I mean, anybody... It, you, you, there's still going to be a lot of fans that are going to want to see somebody pound Colby Covington. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Wonder Boy is the guy to do that, and I think with, his, yeah. with Colby's wrestling, yep. we've, we'll, we'll get on to the flaws in, in, in Wonder Boy's game, unfortunately. They've been highlighted yet again, really. Mm. Um, and, uh, and and I just think, I don't... If people don't like you already because you're, you're digging at Colby Covington, you then want to go after Wonder Boy as well. It's like, how hated do you want to be? Maybe right. that's just what he, he's like. Well, that's where I'm at. I might as well uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. Not <laughs> to just be a great A bastard. He's made a lot of money this week. Yeah, like and and you know, I guess all of that shit he said, like 
he's the one that's coming out of it at the end of the day, if mm. you're not watching Leon. He's made even more money out of it, out of that yep. idiot's, you know, gobshite ways. Yep. And uh, so what do you think's next for, for Leon? Because I've already seen that he's kind of dismissed Bilal. Uh, Leon's dismissed Bilal, is he? Mm. He said, um, I had to wait for my shot. He can wait for his shot. Oh, that's interesting. So I think it should be Bilal. 100%. It should be Bilal. So, I mean... I think, so Leon has, I think, realistically, I think there's only two options. There's a sort of sneaky third option. But I think the two options for Leon, to me, I don't think he's moving up to middleweight. I I think middleweight's got plenty going on, and I don't see him moving up to middleweight. But even though he wants to, he's mentioned it. He's mentioned once he's got... My rule is three title defences before you get immediate rematches or moves up to, to uh, other weight classes for, for to become a champ champ. For me, Bilal is the front runner. That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Equally, if you do, there's a Manchester card apparently in, in July. If they do that and make it a pay-per-view event because we've got Aspinall and Leon, you could do Aspinall versus Garn, Leon versus Bilal, and it doesn't matter if those guys aren't superstars yet. I think Aspinall's on his way, but it doesn't matter if those guys aren't superstars yet. That pay-per-view will do all right as long as it's got, like, one other decent star in life. If it's Hamzat versus whoever at middleweight in like a title eliminator on that card as well. That card will sell well on the pay-per-view. Do, do you not think Paddy would sell it? I don't think Paddy would sell pay-per-views globally. I think Paddy will... I think it would already sell out. With Leon and Aspinall, O2... Well, it wouldn't be O2, it'd be Manchester. If, I don't know how big this Manchester stadium is, but I think it's meant to be bigger than the O2. There's no problem selling it out with Leon and Aspinall. You throw Paddy in there as well, you smashing it but if you also for the the global pay-per-view audience particularly the americans paddy would probably do all right but i think having like a hamzat in there or something like that would really really you, you solidify it as a, as a really good pay-per-view. that low on a card do you not think they'd utilize him in a headliner card no hamzat's not a headliner yeah well i think you know he can be a headliner but ufc need belts to mm. headline that's their whole thing other than hamzat versus nate diaz and look where what happened there he doesn't headline pay-per-view events yeah it's like what was the one where he fought Usman what event was that I can't so many cards you just can't remember anything but basically that was uh, that was Islam versus Volk that was Islam versus Volk well remembered Uh, yeah so yeah so it they need they need the belts and I think if you have Aspinall versus Garn Leon versus Bilal and maybe Hamzat versus I'm trying to think who's up there in, in middleweight. A Robert Whittaker? Yeah. Or, you know, someone like that. Obviously, we've got Drickers versus Strickland. Adesanya wouldn't come back, and Adesanya can headline pay-per-view. Adesanya, Shemaev without a belt, would headline a pay-per-view yeah. really, really well. But I think Shemaev versus insert middle, yeah, yeah, middleweight yeah, 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 yeah. guy here in a title eliminator, that works really, really well. Um, and that would be a cracking card. That would be a really, really good card. You can get Paddy on there as well if you want, Molly maybe as well. Uh, and then it's kind of like a Brit-based card, but also it's got a bit of global appeal. You can't have a Manchester card about Lerone Murphy. Well, obviously Lerone as, as well. I think he might have a fight lined up against he, like Danny Gay, does he, he? I think he has, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know when that is, but hopefully he'd be good to turn around again yeah. for, for July. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's kind of my thing. So I think Bilal makes sense. The other option for Leon is Shavkat. And I think stay away from that if you can. If you want to just keep defending the belt, you've got to run into Shavkat at some point, but why not make the next fight Bilal and then Shavkat? Because Shavkat is hardcore fans love him. He's not got casual appeal. Bilal also not got casual appeal, but I think he's winnable. There's a storyline there with the eye poke. And Bilal will sell the fight. Shavkat, I think, will sit there, put on a nice furry hat and just look like a beast. Bilal will sell the fight. And I think that that could be a bit more interesting. Yeah. So I think go down the Bilal route. But the other alternative is Islam Makachev stepping up to welterweight. I don't want to see it. I think Islam has got work to do at lightweight. I he, want him he's, to fight he's Gaethje. He's come out and said like, last night, he was, he was, he was saying, like, yeah, he, he, he should be next. Yeah. Like, he wants it. I, I disagree. But if that were to happen, 
then, I mean, Leon probably would love that because, again, that will sell the most pay-per-views, him versus Makachev. And he would probably back himself against Makachev. He's been fighting wrestlers for ages. Makachev's lighter than the wrestlers he's been fighting. He'd probably back himself to keep it on the feet and do well. I think it'd be a really interesting fight. But I just think Makachev's got business at lightweight and Leon's got business at welterweight. Let's just keep these divisions rolling along. We don't need any champ versus champ fights yet. I agree. Um Shall so, we? Roy Val Pantoja? Roy Val Pantoja. Well, I'm sorry to anyone that was listening to me thinking this was going to be fight of the night because that's what I thought it might be. Mm. It was not that. I think Pantoja just realized really, really quickly the easiest path to victory here is for me to take him down. And he did that throughout the majority of the fight, and he did it really, really well. Uh, when you watch their first fight, it was incredible. Go back and watch Roy Val Pantoja mm. 1. Phenomenal fight, great scrambles. It made me think of Roy Val's ground game as better than maybe what it is. Yeah. And that's where I kind of fell short with my prediction of it being a potential fight of the night. But I think Pantoja just controlled it, did really, really well. Round five was, was Roy Val's... Uh, He'd come out he, swinging. He'd come he out did. with so much gas in his tank. And, and pants looked tired. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but he's a warrior, though. Is there something about him? He did it in the Moreno fight where he just looks exhausted but just keeps going. And he fights through it, yeah. Fights through it, yeah. Um, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. Um, I was really expecting fireworks for this one. Yeah, and, and, yeah, it was it was boring. Um, yeah. he'd done what he needed to do to keep the belt and yeah. uh, m- much like Leon really you know yeah. he kind of yeah d- done what had to be done and yeah uh, so what do you think's next for Pantoja well originally I put down Albazi I want it to be mm-hmm. Albazi but Albazi's got a fight booked against Brandon Moreno in February and Dana White said that's a number one contender fight now I love Brandon Moreno, but do I want him to to fight Pantoja for like a fourth time? Because haven't they they fought once on the Ultimate Fighter, yeah, and twice in the UFC most recently for the belt, and Brandon Moreno's lost every single time. So I'm just not interested in Moreno versus Pantoja. So for me, if I was the UFC, I would say, sorry, Brandon, you're going to fight someone else. Albazi step up to the plate and 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 you take him on and I think Pantoja's maybe struggled with people that have got very obviously Pantoja showcased some wrestling here but I think against the very good wrestlers like Askarov and stuff like that he struggled and Albazi looks like he's got very very good wrestling so I would be really interested to see that fight and see Amir Albazi versus Pantoja but we'll have to see uh, if he gets through Brandon Moreno first yes so, yeah um Shavkat Wonderboy, Tenacious D walks out Wonderboy. Love oh, to see it. Man. I'm see- a, such a huge Tenacious D fan. I back in the, I was about 14 or 15 when that first Tenacious D album came out. I was about 35. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the best. Like, I loved yeah. it. I was like, these two Jack and Carl. Yeah. Just like making absolutely brilliant songs and it's all about like doing cock push-ups and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> absolutely loved it. It was the best. Um so shame that they couldn't see Wonderboy win. Uh he was never gonna win this, was he? No. I think Shavkat was the biggest favourite on the card and uh yeah, it would be nice to have seen uh but I actually don't think Wonderboy did too badly. I don't know if we want to change the old uh, Ooh, image. Uh, probably Wonderboy doesn't YouTube. want everyone watching Ooh, that one. That looks it's, nasty. Uh, so got an image of Shavkat just uh, this face cranking. Uh, yeah, it's quite unpleasant. Wonderboy, that looks really unpleasant. But anyway, uh, I actually thought Wonderboy did pretty well to avoid <laughs> takedowns and stuff early he, he, on. He did. And, and you know, he's 41 Wonderboy now. Mm. He's just like... He's old. He's he's old for the for the weight class, yeah. for the division. For it's just like we've seen Colby Covington at thirty five, sort of, you know, getting a bit slow. Wonderboy is doing so well to be his age and still competing at it, the highest level. His style doesn't lend itself to getting old, though. You know, no. I think his style is all about that kind of rapid kind of karate striking and yeah. movement, and and you know. I, I think Shavkat was a bad matchup because he's going to, you know, for, for Wonderboy to do what he does, he needs to keep that distance and, you yeah. know, fire off his shots and canter. And I think Shavkat was just too strong, too fast. And once he'd got hold of him, it was never going to last long. And it, and it was such no. a shame because, you know, he's, you know, I mean, he, he, he was it talent of, of the second round. He, he got, he locked that in, didn't he? And, yep. you know, it's, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's next for, for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I think he's... Uh, I hope it's not Colby. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's Colby. a bad matchup for him. Maybe yeah. Wonderboy knows if he's feeling like he's coming to the end of his career, that could be a big payday. Yeah. Um, obviously... We'll talk about it on another show, but we've seen that MVP has now signed to the UFC. Yes. Um, we know that he's fighting Kevin Holland. Um, but maybe if he wins that, then uh, maybe that, that kickboxing match that MVP wasn't necessarily a fan of. No, yeah, you know. I think it'd be interesting. He was saying that, you know, it would be really interesting for them, yeah. but not so interesting for the casual viewer because they will know what's going on yeah. beneath the kind of feints and the yeah. strikes. Don't tell them this. Don't tell them this. If they want to know, go and watch the episode that we done with MVP. He came here and you can watch Blake put him on trial ahead of him announcing that uh, that move to the UFC. And we're going to do a show um, also that you'll be able to get later this week uh, where we'll be talking about some of the announcements for UFC 399, uh, 399, uh, 299 and and, uh, and and some of the other announcements that have come over the last few days. Um, Shavkat, what's next? Um, well, I think the right fight would be Colby, but I don't think Colby will take that fight. I think Colby's looking to fight 41-year-old striker that's shown that he struggles with wrestlers because yeah. um, he's looking for an easy fight. And it's going to make more money for him <laughs> fighting Wonderboy than it is fighting Shavkat. I don't know. I think Colby will gain the same money either way, quite frankly. But uh, but I don't know. But um, I think that, uh, you know, Shavkat, first man to ever submit Wonderboy. I know Wonderboy's had deficiencies lately against like Burns and Bilal mm. in terms of defending the takedowns. But he'd like, you have to work hard and, and, you know, it still goes to a points decision or, or whatever. Shavkat, the first man to submit Wonderboy. I know it wasn't the most entertaining fight but he's just so good everywhere and I just think it's one more fight and then it's the belt for Shavkat he seems like such a nice dude as well he seems like he's probably a lovely bloke Uh, but uh, I've got I've put down Sean Brady I know that's behind him but I just don't know what else other than that mate unless Kamaru Usman is like I really want to fight at welterweight again and I want to go for the belt then he needs to get wins and beating Shavkat would be a big one that would be a big thing for him to beat Shavkat. I'm, I'm so, down with that fight. I, I mean, Usman versus Shavkat, I'm, I'm down. I'd, I'd love to see it, but I just I don't know if that's going to happen. And I'd like to see Usman up at middleweight. I, I think that's the future for Usman. Why cut the weight? You're a, you're a star. You've made your legacy at welterweight. Mm. Try something new. Um, so, yeah, so I've got, put Sean Brady down here, but just because there's not really any good yeah. options. Yeah. Uh, Shavkat's in a difficult place. No one's going to want to fight him. Yeah. So he might just wait for ages and end up getting a title shot. I don't know. Or maybe there'll be a situation where he needs a fight. It's booked against whoever, but then they drop out and he takes a last minute. A bit like Islam Makachev. He ended up fighting Bobby Green yeah. before getting a title shot. Shavkat might be the same. He might end up fighting someone way back in the rankings to get his title shot. Well, awaits that division where you don't get your shot when you deserve one. You sit and wait. Yeah. Leon's there too. Look at Balal and yeah. like, and Shavkat's knocking on the door too. Yep. And absolutely. I don't want to open that door. Shavkat's <laughs> <laughs> knocking on the door. Don't open it. Tell him I'm out, Mum. Okay, shall we move on to the baddie himself? Let's Paddy do it. Pimlet. Lad. Um, so, well, nice new hair. Yes. Cornrows, not yes. the uh, not the floppy hair. He said that that was getting in his eyes and making his chin go up in the air. But also, and I kind of understand this, that the judges he felt like were awarding people more points or saying that strikes were more impactful because his hair was always flopping yeah. around all over the place when he was getting hit, which sounds ridiculous, but it also I think makes a lot Absolutely. of sense to me actually. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, so I think that makes sense. Um, going into this fight, Paddy and a bunch of other. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. People were saying this is a lose-lose fight for Paddy. 
Do you feel like it was lose-lose now that the fight's over? No, not at all. And, and as I said in the pre-show, I think people will then look back, you know, when Paddy's next fighting, and people will look back and I think what they will see, because the highlight reel is not going to be of rounds two and three. Maybe they'll show that slam that he dropped on Tony in, in round three, but they're going to show... The, the the great striking in the first round, the flying knee, uh, you know, all the stuff that culminated in Paddy taking that first round very comfortably. Um, so I think that will will be the story that comes out of this in, in, in months to come when they're starting to hype his next fight. I don't think... I think it's erased the Jared Gordon thing. I, I, I really do. And I think, you know, he's got a win over Tony Ferguson. Dress that however you want. Like, but I think... I think that when it comes to his next fight, the highlight reel is going to look great because it's going to show him completely dominating Tony in that first round, which he done. Uh, and then I think... Rams- I don't know if I totally agree with you. Really? Yeah. I feel like... I feel like it's not a total loss within a win, if that makes sense. But I think, had he finished Tony in that first round, I think we would be talking about this as, Paddy's back, what a performance. He finished Tony like hardly anyone has finished Tony. Like, it was... If he'd have done that in that first round, if the referee had stepped in, I'd see this in a very different light, and I'd be saying, Paddy's here, give him a rank guy. I think, Pat, even though it was Tony, he still smashed Tony and a better way than anyone else has really done. But I think because Tony was able to hold on and then you saw Paddy sort of not struggle because he was dominant, but it was just kind of, the fight was just sort of happening without any, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. I'll tell you how how I felt in (laughs) rounds two and three. I was thinking, just get through this, Paddy. Just oh, get through this. That's no. That's right, not encouraging yourself to do. That's not what you want to see. But that I just thought I don't want him to lose. And and I was just like, keep him there and and it made for rounds two and three to be quite uneventful. But Paddy was the first to come out and say, I blew my load in the first round. Yes, and I understand that. And you know, and the fact that he's kind of making jokes about it makes me go, Well, he'll fix that hopefully going forward. He'll maybe either be what more. What should he have or... done when he's blown out of his arse and he's He's, he's well, no, but you shouldn't be blowing out of your ass. That is either, from a fight point of view, I would say slight immaturity in terms of you should have held something back within but, that but, moment. But, would you, but or if he did, is it a cardio would have we issue? been having that conversation and going, oh, if he just would have fucking pulled the trigger, he could have it's got him out of there in the first round. It's not about pulling the trigger round. because he was going for him. It was more about... It, I, I, I think... You, you, as a fighter, and again, I know I'm speaking from a place mm. of like, what the fuck do I know? Fair enough. But I think when you hear other fighters talking, coaches, all that stuff that have had a long time in the game, management of your cardio within a fight is an important factor. Mm. And I think Paddy's learned from this, the fact that he's making the comments he is. I think yeah. Paddy will be a better fighter going forward from making this mistake. Yeah. But I think to have silenced the doubters mm-hmm. and I think to have won back approval of some of the fans that he lost and to eradicate the the kind of bad taste in everyone's mouth from the kind of Jared Gordon fight and stuff, I think he needed a finish or a, at least a way more dominant performance because I think... Rounds two and three just weren't as... I just feel like he should have been finishing, Tony. I can't... My vocabulary's not working as well as it should. And I just... I can't find the right words because I know that it was a 30-27 kind of dominant display in that in that sense. But I just feel like there were moments in that fight... Like, round three... I thought Paddy was so tired that Tony might actually come back and do something like that. But yeah. then Paddy got the, the takedown yeah. and it all went fine. It felt like Paddy was at times in slight survival mode. 100%. You shouldn't be in survival mode against this Tony Ferguson. I just don't think... I think if you're a top guy that could fight for a belt one day or is a top 10 guy or whatever, being in survival mode against Tony Ferguson is not a good look. This Tony Ferguson. Okay. And so that's where I think actually 
the 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 luster and the excitement around the Paddy performance, what he had in round one, didn't carry through to the end of the fight. And I don't think people are going to be coming away from it going, whoa, Paddy, and can't wait for his next fight. And I don't think that's there. Like it could have been. I, I don't think anybody's ever gone, Paddy's the best in the world. Paddy's going to be a world champion. I don't think many people have, have no. ever come out and said that. I, I think Paddy's young, and I think he's, he's a good, you know, he, he, he's been... I think this was a big fight for him. And, yeah, it was. You know, and, and, and I think he, he's got through it, and and he did look good in, in, in the opening round, and he'd done what he needed to do in, in, in the two latter rounds to, to secure a win over Tony Ferguson. Um, so moving forwards from that, I mean, I, I was I, I thought Tony was quite disrespectful when the decision was made. He just walked straight off. He didn't... He, he didn't. came back. He did come back, and but I, I agree. I felt like he was like, quite... Like, uh, just, yeah, it was sort of disrespectful. But then he did come back and, and yeah. like Paddy, which I thought he sort of made amends there. Um, so Paddy said that he, he won't be fighting at UFC 300 because uh, his baby's his a Jew. His baby's a Jew. Yeah, twin uh, girls. Which is wonderful. Um, Congratulations. So there's been some people come for him um, that want to fight him. Yep. Uh, RDA. Mm. Now, I worry in that second and third round, had that been Rafael de Sanjos could have seen something be a little more problematic. Mm-hmm. I don't like that fight for Paddy. Yeah. Jared Gordon, he's obviously fucking screaming that he wants that again. Yeah. I think... So I think there's two things you can do with Paddy. You, If you wait till the Manchester card for him to fight, he can fight anyone. Yeah. He can rematch Jared Gordon. He could fight anyone kind of lower down the pecking order. Uh, he could fight, you know, it, it really doesn't matter who he mm. fights. If he's fighting on the Manchester card, it does not matter. Just You can just get him another win and keep building his confidence. He's 28 years old. Mm. You don't have to rush him. Or you go, he's on a five, four, five fight win streak now. Is it six now? In the UFC, though. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the yeah. UFC, I think he's on a four or five. I can't remember. I'll have to get it up on the old topology or whatever. But um, Tony, leave it, Gordon, Vargas. Yeah. And was there someone else as well? What was the first one? Was the first one not Vargas? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Basically, he's on a four or five fight win streak. That, I think, is enough to potentially get you a ranked opponent next. I'm just not sure who I like for him other than potentially because he's called him out and it's not an easy fight at all. Potentially Bobby Green. Uh, Is that a terrible fight? Paddy versus Bobby Green, UFC Manchester. Yes, please. Yeah, you go for that. So, I mean, I just don't know who else you, you, you do really. I mean, if you want to skyrocket him, there's a world in which if he can just go out and brawl first round like Paddy does, there's a world in which he could fight and actually do okay. I can't believe I'm saying this. Against Benil Dariush. Am I crazy? I did not see that coming. No. Dariush, I think, has shown some weaknesses in his chin. First round against Oliveira, first round against Sarukian. I think he's had issues before. And I just wonder if there's a possibility. This is if you want to push Paddy. If you want to re if the UFC wants to really push him now, then that's maybe a fight that you could do. But I, I, I wouldn't book that fight. I thought you were gonna say Dan Hooker. No, I I I think that's a bad fight for Paddy. Mm. I, th- I think and it's weird because Dan Hooker would probably lose to Dariush, but styles make fights. And I just think Paddy's a great grappler and Paddy comes out, can come out all guns blazing in the first round. And Dariush doesn't always do well against people that are doing that. So oh, I think you're giving Dariush a bad rap there. Like, oh, I, no, look, Dariush is... I thought he was one of the best matchups for Maxi. I'm a huge Dariush fan. 100%. I think he's a fantastic fighter. I'm trying to think, what do the UFC do with the guy they want to make a superstar? Because if you keep giving him small incremental kind of leaps up in, uh, in quality, and then all of a sudden he's up against a Dan Hooker, a Fiziev, a Jalen Turner, or whatever, a Rafael de Sanos, I think he... 
could be in trouble. Paddy, but, Paddy sounded like he was he was well comfortable um, with uh, with fighting RDA. You know, he was like, if you want but me... But RDA does have a fight booked as well, I think. Because mm. even Paddy was like, why is he calling me out then? Yeah. Like, if he's got a fight booked. So, I don't know. I, Paddy's an interesting one. I think he's a hard one to book for because we've seen him struggle but beat guys that are outside of the top 15. Yeah. So, when you start putting him in the top 15 and top 10, it gets tricky if you want to see him win and if you're the UFC wanting to make a star out of him. And he's already a star, mm. um, but just make him a superstar, whatever. Well, it's interesting to know what he'd want because you I know, think he Paddy's knows his capabilities, and like you know, he's he's clearly a smart. You know, he's got a business mind on him because he's made a lot of money and <clears> he's very good at marketing himself. Um, and, and I think there'd be no shortage of ranked opponents that would take that fight in a heartbeat to make you know because it's a big it's a it's a, big it's a lot name, of eyes on you even like yeah. and again that's someone that like a lot of people don't want to fight backwards in the ranking people yeah. will fight backwards in the rankings to fight Paddy yeah because he's a big star people get eyeballs on that fight but also what from fi- what he's shown he looks beatable yeah what other fight could RDA want where he's going to get that many eyes on him there, yeah, there isn't there one. isn't. There isn't one. I mean, just go, I'm just going through the lightweight rankings now. If you want him to fight a ranked opponent, you've got Islam the champ, Oliveira, Gaethje, Poirier, Sarukian, Chandler, Gamrot. I don't see him doing well against any of those no. fighters. At the moment, he's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just saying, I just like, yeah. if, you, if you're, trying to, you're trying to book him now, you're trying yeah. to book him for after April, after his kids are born. He, he, he should not be getting them kind of fights anyway. No. It's too soon. But it's just whether you want... But but then, do you give him three more fights before he gets into a top five fight? And who, between kind of like 10 and 15, do you favour him against? Like, Jalen Turner's a beast. Rafael de Sanjos, maybe, but I think that's a tough fight. Benoit Saint-Denis, I think that guy is going to the moon. He, he, like, I think Benoit Saint-Denis is really yeah, good yeah, fighter. Yeah, leave, leave that and one Artem Moicano, is good. Uh, Bobby Green... I, I, I think that's the fight to maybe make. I but agree, mate. I'm loving that. But that's not an easy fight. Paddy, as we've said, he did better with his hair in the cornrows, apparently, at, like keeping his chin down. But his chin still was up at points. Yeah. Bobby Green will hit you. And that will be a really interesting one. And then Drew Dober is, is 15. And, you know, Drew hits like a truck as well. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm selling Paddy short here with, yeah. with what I'm saying. But equally, I'm also saying... He's got a chance of beating Benil Dariush, so I'm not selling him that short. Um, but All anyway. right. Okay. Tony, it's got to be the end, isn't it? Even Dana's come out and said it's it's the end. Like, I think he should should retire. He's saying he should, he's, he's not releasing him. Yeah. Which but, is maybe what he should do, but he's saying he should retire. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really see any there being any exciting fights for Tony Ferguson. That Nick good. Diaz? I'm not interested in that. No? Uh, Nick Diaz, Tony Ferguson? No. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch it. Of course I would. I like the idea of both these guys that haven't looked great. At least one of them will get a win. Yeah. (laughs) I I do like the look of that. I mean, uh, weight class, it'd be difficult because Nick uh, kind of fought his last fight at 185. Yeah. That'd be a lot for Tony. Could Nick get down a bit further? Could they do a catch weight, 175, something like that? I don't know. If Nick Diaz is fighting... Like, I, I don't think Tony Ferguson's that fight. Like, What's better? Oh, I for don't know. I, I don't want to see it. You just I, don't want to see either I, of them just, fight. I just think like, no, I don't. I have no interest in watching Tony I'd Ferguson watch fight. And, I'd watch Tony Ferguson versus Nick Diaz. And that last Nick Diaz fight. Yeah, you're right. Cheers. I fucking love Nick Diaz, but I just there's there's a, there's a time when I loved Nick Diaz, and yeah. it, ain't, it ain't 2024. Give him a payday. Go on, like Nick, Nick and Tony. Like, can he? Can he? Will he lose to both Diazes? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, I'd watch it. Let's uh, let's move on to one of the scariest knockouts I have ever seen. Yeah, Josh Emmett, former guest of the show. What a lovely Josh man! Emmett, lovely man. Do Don't not meet him in the octagon. <laughs> Jesus Christ on a bike! That was unreal. I mean, Bryce that... Mitchell stepped in on two weeks' notice. Yeah, I mean, look. Can I say something? Go on. I'm going to shock you. I like Bryce Mitchell. What? <laughs> I've decided I like Bryce Mitchell. Go on. Why? Since he's found the baby Jesus, uh, he seems to be all right. 
What and, do you mean? Uh, well, I'm not interested in the thing about him praying for people. He was praying and wanted to fight Satan, and he still loves his guns yeah, but, and stuff, I mean, doesn't he? But in all the lead up to this and all the post stuff, I just thought he's just being really nice to everyone. And I quite like it. Oh, well, do you know what? Again, I was away, so I didn't yeah. see a lot of the stuff leading up yeah, to this. there wasn't and, loads and of redneck shit. He was um, just being quite nice. Okay, well, good. And he was very humble in defeat, yeah. you know. Um, you're going to have to be after that. Right? Just, I mean, that, that could be life-changing, that KO. I mean... The shudder was the, quite the scary. He was convulsed. Like, that, that was a moment where I was just like, oh, God, like, this... This is this could be really serious. That yeah. that that was quite frightening, uh, and I think even Josh Emmett after yeah. we've got this image of him shouting over him, which was the immediate thing. Which yeah. again, I think was just energy leaving his body more than anything yeah. else. Whilst Bryce uh, Mitchell's soul was leaving his. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But then as you saw Josh Emick sort of get on his knees and just look over, and I think even he looked concerned. Well, he said um, that he's you know he's knocked a lot of people out, and you know he said that it's never nice. You know, yeah. he said, but, you know, ultimately if they're going to, someone's going to get knocked out, I don't want it to be me. Yeah, uh, but point. he said, obviously, you know, he doesn't, he's, he's never got any ill feeling for his opponents, blah, mm. blah, blah. And, and he was gave Bryce credit for taking the fight on short yes, notice and stuff did, like yeah. that. But just look at the shape of Josh Emmett. I mean, like... 38 it, years old at yeah. featherweight. Like, to be doing that at his yeah. age is really impressive. Yeah. He's, that was a fucking terrifying display. It really like, was. You, you, anyone that's thinking about fighting Josh Emmett would look at that and go, no, nah, you are, cheers. Well, on that note, what do you think could be next for Josh Emmett? <sighs> hmm. Not too sure. What are you thinking? You've well, got something, haven't you? Well, maybe. I think I've, uh, maybe I'm going a bit crazy. I So you've got Ortega's fighting Yair. If, I don't want to see Yair or Emmett again. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But if Ortega loses, that could make a lot of sense. You could rebook the Giga Chikadze fight if you wanted to, but I think after a performance like that from Josh Emmett, give him something more fun. Give him something good. And I tell you, he doesn't have a fight booked. Max Holloway. What do you think? You're not... You, your eyes haven't lit up. I don't think Max would take it. I think Max just needs to fight, doesn't he? Like, Max needs to just keep winning until Volk is no longer the champion. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Max go up to lightweight, but he's still not done that. So Max needs to fight. Who is there that Max hasn't already fought that makes sense in that division? I mean, it's Josh... A, it's, it's a great shot. And, and after Tapurier done a number on Josh, it was great yeah. to see him come back and literally just pay that back in yeah. even more devastating fashion. Um but Max has fought Yair, Max has fought Ortega, Max has fought Allen. It's, Max the, has, fight. it's, it's the, the only it fight that's sense. left. It's the only fight. So it just makes sense. And and after that, you can go, oh, could this be... The, like, again, it's not necessarily title implications or anything like that, but Max needs to fight. Yeah. Emmett's coming off a fantastic win there. Mm-hmm. Rather than going, oh, Emmett versus Giga Chikadze or Emmett versus, you know, Edson Barbosa or whatever, which fine fights, but I just think... Let's let's go. Can Emmett, with his power, be the one guy to finally knock out Max Holloway, who's got a granite chin? Mm. Or will Holloway put on a performance that could make you go, "Wow, he's yeah. still got it. He's still the second best in the division." Oh wait, maybe Tapuria beats Volk, and then Max goes straight into a title shot, no questions asked. That's the way to do it. Uh, that's that's the fight I would make. I can't argue with it. Okay, well, you seemed like you were going to argue in it no, when I first no, mentioned it. No, no, I, I didn't think Max would take it, but when you actually sort of break it down and look at what's left... Yeah. That, that's it. Max has just done... It's mad. He's cleared out in the division without being the champ at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Know, so, uh, so it is mad. Um, Menafield, Jacoby... Just, just, I just want to say that if you watch that and it looked absolute... You know, you was terrified of, of, <laughs> of the human being that was Josh Emmett... Um, Go and listen or watch uh, our chat with Josh because he was lovely. one of the loveliest people, wasn't he? He was so nice and, Super and, and nice got guy. through some adversity as well. He'd had a gone through some adversity. I think he, was he, he saved a man's life yep. once as well. Yep. Like someone's getting beat up on the street, he saved their yep. life or something like that. Um, so yeah, really lovely yeah. bloke, really nice chat. 
and has absolute dynamite. Yeah, in just don't fuck right with him. Hand. Just do not mess with him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a, was a really lovely chat. So go and check out the episode with, with Josh Emmett. Absolutely. Um, other than that, I mean, what do you want to talk about? You've got your little pictures up here. Yeah, let's go on, back if you're to that on one. YouTube, of, uh, you've got uh, some pictures to view if you're Garbrandt, listening to some podcasts. Uh, Kelleher and Garbrandt Kelleher. Jesus, I mean, we all know that he's got dynamite in his hands, uh, 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 Cody, and I, I guess. I think the last time we saw him out, he, he got the win, didn't he? I can't recall who it was against, but uh, he got the win. And But he looked like he was fighting a little bit gingerly. He looked like he was worried mm-hmm. about getting a little bit too involved because of, mm-hmm. of what had happened to him in previous fights. I think this fight will kind of throw him back in the, the, the mix of things. I, I, I think it was a, a fantastic win. Um, his speed looked good. He's got a new camp. I don't think he's alpha male anymore, is he? Uh, no, uh, I don't think no, so. No, he's, got, he's sure. got a new camp now. And, and obviously, he, he looked terrifying, uh, nearly as, as, as terrifying as uh, Kelleher's uh, haircut. I mean, um, what was going on with that? That was like, that's not even a mullet, is it? Because a mullet is like business at the front, party at the back. This yeah. was like party at the back. Just, no front, it's just no business. Party. It's just a party. Yeah, it's just party all the I time. Don't, I don't want to go to that party. It's <laughs> a party you ain't walking away from, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe that's what was Garbrandt's problem. It was like, look, I'll get this guy out of here. I ain't going to his party. Oh yeah, no way. Like, um, yeah, um, and and I, I thought he looked great. Um, I'm trying to think who Garbrandt said he wanted to fight. He, oh, Figueredo. Yeah, which yeah. after uh, no, for me the fight to make was Davison Figueredo versus. Yarn, yep. that was the fight to make, that's but not that's happening not now. happening because Yarn's fighting Song Yudong. We might mm. do a little uh, episode about the UFC 299 announcements. Loads of new fight announcements came at the post-fight press conference from Dana White, so we will talk about those on the O'Malley Vera 2 card. That card at UFC 299 is looking fantastic now. So uh, we will talk a little bit about that in maybe a little bonus episode that we might put out this week. Um, so now, Garbrandt Figueredo kind of makes some sense. I mean, they're both big names. Garbrandt's a former champion. It could be fun fight. I think Figueredo smashes him. I think Figgy's just, just on recent form, apart from what we've just seen. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, uh, Kelleher, he's not Figgy. No, he is not. Uh, so I, I would... The fact that Cody's calling for it, if I was Figueredo, I'd go, sure. Because then also you've fought someone back in the rankings, so you're showing you know, you're willing to do that. And then after that, you go, come on. Someone yep. ahead of me in the rankings now, and then that drives you towards a title shot. And I think that's likely to be two wins at bantamweight for Figueiredo, which puts him in good stead as a former champ. Um, did you see his leg afterwards? Oh my god! Yeah, it did look bad. Fuck! It would start the swelling on his shin. Yeah, yeah, that looked terrible. Uh, so he might be out for a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but no, that, I think that makes perfect sense. Figueiredo Garbrandt, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. Okay. I'd watch it. It'd be fine. Um, I think we have to talk. I mean, Menafield versus Jacoby was just, it was power versus technique, wasn't it? That fight. And uh, Menafield's power would just smashed Jacoby's technique. Um, Irena Aldana versus Carol Rosa won fight of the night. I don't think there was many people talking about that fight. They went to work. They did. There was not many people talking about that fight before the card. Yeah. We did. Mm. We mentioned it because I think it's always important to mention the um, high-ranking female fights that don't usually get the love that they deserve, not always positioned properly on the card, but no one was expecting it to be the card, the the fight, sorry, that it was. I mean, both women, so tough. The leg kicks from Rosa, I thought that fight was going to be over so soon. After round one, I was like, Aldana's not going to be able to walk after this. Yeah. And then... uh, yeah, she uh, she did incredibly well with the leg kicks, Rosa. But then Aldana came back, and even though she was limping on that left leg, got the boxing going, landed some great shots to the body as mm-hmm. well. Really phenomenal stuff. Um, and yeah, round three was a great fight. And then there's the picture of them oh. in the hospital together, just all kind of battered and everything. Um, uh, that, that kind of it's become a staple now, isn't it? Yeah. When there's a, a phenomenal fight, the two fighters get together. And it just shows like... You know, there's no hard feelings and everything. I, I, I love that. And uh, we need more of that. You we know. need more of that. And uh, yeah, but it was it was a phenomenal fight. Both women worthy of the fifty grand bonus that they got at the end of that. Um, and Ariana Lipsky smashed Casey O'Neill. Really. Bad night for Casey O'Neill. Bad night for Casey. Lipsky was lighting her up on the feet, and then on top of that, 
finished up with an arm bar after a scramble. Lipsky looked really, really, really good. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what the future holds for Lipsky, but I think uh, I think Lipsky looks dangerous and she's going to be heading into that top 15 now. Um, anything else that we want to talk about? There were some fight pass prelims. Let's shout out Andre Philly. Um, yes. In, in, in fantastic um, KO in the first round uh, against Lucas Almeida. Uh, yeah, uh, Almeida refusing to shake his hand in the uh, in the stair dance. Um, Andre Philly come out um, being very nice, as you know when we saw him in the media stuff in UFC London uh, ahead of his fight with um, Nathaniel. He seemed like such a nice dude. He's and, so nice. Uh, we asked him a question, didn't he? Yeah. Like really, really lovely guy. He seemed Andre Philly, and had he not been fighting Nathaniel Wood, I probably would have wanted to win that Absolutely. fight. But obviously, we back Nathaniel. Absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, yeah it, it, you know he. Uh, Literally refused to shake his hand, and uh, and and yeah, and Philly looked a little bit disappointed in it, uh, but yeah, he done his he done his talking Indeed. in the octagon and and starched him. Absolutely. Right, I think we're done. Yeah, we can be done. Okay, well, look, um, if you're watching this, thanks ever so much for um, watching us. Uh, please click that little subscribe button. Why not go and watch some of the previous interviews? We're all talking about MVP's move to uh, the UFC. You can watch our chat with MVP uh, in the archives. You can watch a fantastic interview that we've done uh, with the legend that is Bruce Buffer. Uh, if you like your boxing, go and watch our uh, interview with uh, Johnny Fisher. Bosh! And uh, we have a great chat with uh, with Johnny. Uh, We've got some. Oh, we've got loads of exciting stuff coming your way in 2024. We've got some UFC stars coming in the studio, and we're going to have some fantastic guests on that big screen zooming in for a chat. Um, yeah, I think that's. Well, all. Uh, we should also mention that we probably are going to do a quick chat now about UFC 299. So two what? Uh, two nine 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 nine. Two nine nine. He's got problems, uh, but that episode ain't one. <laughs> but speaking is one. Um, <laughs> Yes, so uh, O'Malley versus Vera 2 will be headlining that, but we will be talking about all the other fights that have been announced. MVP versus Kevin Holland, Ian Gary, Jeff Neal. There's a bunch of other ones on there. Yarn. I'm forgetting Yarn, Song Yudong. So we're going to have a little chat about those in a bit as well. So a uh, little bonus episode coming your way. And then we've got some fan question episodes yes, coming, coming your way, your way yeah. at the end of this week, maybe. And then uh, after a little Christmas break, we will be doing our Champions Prediction episode. So by all means uh, do you know what I've just come up with this now send in your uh, champions predictions uh, for the end of 2024 we will be getting together going over our previous episodes seeing who made what ridiculous predictions Dustin Poirier to be lightweight champion Uh, and uh, who got (laughs) predictions right as to who will be champ at the end of 2023 and then we will make our new predictions for the end of 2024 to see who will be champs in every UFC division and if you want to join in and send some to us maybe we'll read a few out or something like that so yeah lovely stuff thanks again for watching or listening um we're going to wrap this one up and then we can have uh, start the new episode and we can talk about your dong it's massive <laughs> <laughs>